0: Hello, friends and brothers. This is Justin Jones, founder of Masonic Improvement. <laughs> I'm joined with uh, this guy over here, uh, Brad Marshall Dennis Yates. talent of Masonic Improvement. If uh, brothers, if you'll just start on my left and just introduce yourselves. Sure. Uh, David Hill. I'm uh, Past Master parses Number Two 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 in Austin, Texas. Right. Marshall. Right. Marshall, current ADGM of uh, Masonic District Number Fifty Two.
1: I'm Kyle Walkwist, past master of Hillcrest Lodge 1318, and current chairman of the membership committee for the Grand Lodge of Texas.
2: And I am Brad Kohanke. I am a past master of Davy Crockett Lodge number 1225, and I currently serve as the personal representative and chairman of the executive committee for the San Antonio Scottish Rite Valley. And he's also
3: the past grand order. So if you wonder where I learned how to talk, it's from listening to this guy. <laughs> so we've got you to
0: think. We, yeah, yeah, way to go. To so today was a very unique day. We had officer leadership training in Fort Worth. However, we also had Masonicon. And two of the, of the well, three technically, uh, the presenters were that were at Masonicon are sitting right here uh, with us right now. And so uh, what I would like to do is just have a, a panel and just discuss some of the things that were talked about at Masonicon because uh, there was lots of great presentations and great ideas that are thrown around. So well, um, and I'm gonna add
3: surprise. One of the one of the presenters for the officer leadership training and one of the past presenters for officer leadership training for the Grand Lodge Education Committee are are,
0: are sitting in this as well. So for the field. if you would uh, why don't you just start off uh, tell us tell us which presentation did you maybe enjoy the most or maybe just some thoughts you have for the, for the day? Uh, I don't, I mean they're all very different, but one thing that I found interesting is none of us, you know, uh, typically people in uh, academic conventions, people will put in, uh, um, they'll give their, their application for their presentation and certain presentations will be accepted and then you'll have a schedule put out so you'll see what people are presenting on. Well, at uh, Masonicon, we didn't have any idea what any of us were presenting on. We all just kind of showed up and did our thing. Uh, And it's interesting how all the lectures kind of flowed into each other. A lot of them had similar overlapping themes. I mean, it's sort of a, this is more of an esoterically, philosophically oriented uh, convention of Masons. So we all are kind of self-selected to be nerds in that particular way. But uh, it was interesting how, like, uh, some of the things I mentioned got into grads a little bit, and uh, some, some other pieces, like some of the things you mentioned in yours, the uh, Pythagoras piece, I would had in mind, and it was, it was nice how there was some overlap, just unintentional. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that as well. It was, it, was, it was almost as though there was a theme that was chosen for Masonicon without really anybody being told. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was yeah, like you said, we went from Rites of Passage that we had at the mystery schools and there was little things that were mentioned at every presentation that was like a common ground, almost like divine design.
1: Mm. Mm. yes. It's a conspiracy, guys. What are your thoughts for the Uh I really liked all the presentations. Um, you know, I think we've had I think this was the third um con Unfortunately we didn't have the two around the pandemic. Um, but I've been to all three. I thought that this was a fantastic Kind of restart uh, to the uh, franchise we'll say um, uh, I, I enjoyed all I, it'd be hard to say uh which one in particular i favored uh over any other uh to, to be somewhat political with uh, the percent of sewer years but uh, i think the thing that i really was encouraged the most of and i hope others uh, who were here are as well, it's just the like mindedness of all the minute masons that were in yes. the room towards, uh, you know, more of that esoterica and more of that internal reflection and kind of the, the, the change in tide that is happening slowly and needs to continue to happen to make sure that, uh, we continue to stay culturally relevant as, as an organization and as a jurisdiction. Um, and so you know, those themes around, uh, Rites of passage and the importance of masonry towards uh, you know men in our society, uh, and then you know not kind of watering down uh, the organization and our symbols and our and our work, uh, our esoteric traditions, um, in order to fulfill that promise to ourselves and to our society. I think uh, was a common theme that just you know kept resonating with me. And I, I think there was a lot of charge and energy in the room. Yeah, uh, that's around the those pieces
3: is is really you get to see the the nuts and bolts of the of what the fraternity was founded on, and it's okay to talk about. It. Yeah, because you're not in Blue Lodge where somebody is is telling you that that's not allowed. When we all know that that's what Freemasonry was built on, guys. So it, it's great to you're absolutely right. The energy is 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 there, and to have the you guys upstairs working on the esoteric. Um, and then having us downstairs working on the management of the lodges, you know, golly, talk about the energy in the building. It, it was cool being part of this this weekend and coming in and popping in on you guys and,
1: and listening and, and then running back downstairs and, and talking way too much. Yeah, my, my so, only yeah. feedback on that, though, I told Billy this uh, earlier, and I, I know there's you know things around formality of Masonicon and and. Official or not official, and who wants what? So I don't think this will happen anytime soon. But I really feel like there's a value for getting our esoteric leaders, who I feel largely were in the room upstairs today, yes, with our more operational leaders who yes. are the, the current lines, because those guys are generally more junior for a lot of the lodges, right? It's their first time filling in some of these positions uh, in leading their lodge, and they need to see. What some uh, of the more Masonic educators, educators are are thinking and uh, going through. So ultimately, I think a unification, maybe a longer set of program, maybe a two day event right. or longer, in which you've got everybody going through all of those things and maybe chopping them up and breaking them up. I think would be better well. Sure. And a cool thing is
3: is that you know we made the decision this
1: year to
3: cut out Sunday for the education program. So now that could lead to an expansion in that in that way, where we could do something like that, with, with, with
0: mm-hmm. only a few exceptions that really come to mind. Texas Freemasonry was in this weekend. Oh yeah, like right. like like the the real movers, the real leaders, and the future leaders of this fraternity. We're all here. This is where we were. Yeah, yeah. You can you feel.
2: Yeah, you can feel. You can. Well, know. I didn't go around feeling anybody, but I I felt everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brother
0: Kohenke, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, you know, I enjoyed all the presentations. Um, normally, I'm a little nervous about giving the ancient mystery schools talk because I'm not quite sure how it's going to be received.
0: But I wasn't nervous about it today because I knew that everybody
2: in there had come for that type of presentation. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. It was comforting to be... In a room with like minded individuals and be able to share my opinions without fear of uh, repercussions or criticisms. Um, but I gotta tell you, as much as I enjoyed all the presentations, uh, last night's presentation by Chuck Dunning in particular was very moving for me. The poetry. Um, his poetry is beautiful, it is. and his message of hope. For the future of the fraternity and describing it as a renaissance of Freemasonry, uh, left me feeling very optimistic. Mm-hmm. And then today to lead off the the uh, day of discussion to go through a meditation and mentally prepare ourselves to receive that information, that I thought was fabulous. And then and then he did it again after lunch. And
0: um, man, I wish he'd come
2: to San Antonio and mm-hmm. do it for us down Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I do want to say, and we were actually talking about this on the way to this room. Mm-hmm. You made a point at the end of your presentation about how, for whatever reason, and it's not—it's not a like a combined effort. So I don't know why this is happening, but the watering down so much of the symbolism of our fraternity and, and how it's becoming it's becoming problematic. We have we have people brothers. That I'm sure they're well meaning, uh, but for whatever reason, they project what they project. They're projecting their concerns, their fears onto everybody else without really asking anybody if, if this is a concerning. Person. Well, I think we I
3: think we touched on that in the mentorship program leadership training today when we were talking to the brothers and, and we came to the or we kind of came to the realization we asked the brothers, you know, do you have that brother or two brothers that are domineering in your lodge? Everything has to go their way. And then they take it over through to other lodges in the district and, and they they think that
0: Control Freemasonry it. is
3: this way and that's the way it should be. And why does this happen and why do we allow it to happen? Well, the problem is, is that we get these new young brothers in and we don't have the mentorship programs in place to where we can nurture that relationship and build them up. before, before the, the mentorship program takes place, Well, a, a petitioning process to well, keep people out that wouldn't be a good fit for us Right. Anyway. They wouldn't be a good fit anyways, but we're going to have the people that are in and then we don't have the mentorship. So if we don't step up and be the mentors, guess who's going to be the mentors? It's going to be the bully
2: in the corner that's saying that this is how a lodge should be. Uh, and we, we talked about that briefly at lunch today. I think one of the issues that we face as philosophers is you know that we get drawn away from the Blue Lodge into the appendant organizations because it offers us a more esoteric look at Freemasonry. And then and we kind of lose touch with the Blue Lodges. It's it's vital that we stay in touch with our Blue right, Lodges right. and continue to go to the Blue Lodges because those brethren who are joining now, they're looking for what we were looking for. Yes. And if we're not there for them, who's who's going to bring them along? Who's going to provide that opportunity? So we have to keep going to Blue Lodges.
0: Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned... Uh... Most of you, mentioned you mentioned projection, so as a psychologist, it's important to point out that we all project on everybody all the time. But when you're seeing someone projecting like that, they may not realize what they're doing, right. but when you notice that, that's telling you a lot more about them than anything else. Right. So that's important, you'll know what you're working with. Right. right. Um, but also, like when you were giving your talk, and and at that piece where you're talking about the symbols, like some of the the Scottish Rite symbols with the, the bloody drops in the heads. It's some of those cool old aprons that have gone to these safe spaces that are the candle and the... It's, um, and then the, the, the Templar apron that was removed for so long. The word that kept coming to my mind is that our symbols are being neutered. Like the whole idea that there's no skulls in masonry We know that's false. The Templar apron is back. That's a huge victory. That's been generations coming. Guess who's making a new line? Fantastic! <laughs> now, if we can only get those we're original sure Scottish rite right aprons back, uh, we'd be we'd be moving in. a And uh, we're so moving in good direction, right but but that that would be fantastic so, because we don't need we don't need our symbols watered down. Are you talking about like the apron that was talked about today? Yes. The yeah, with yeah, the heads of the ruffians and all that. I,
1: that I would there? just say to to your point, I think that that is. One of, if not the keys, on why Hillcrest has been seen as being so effective uh, over the past 10 years. We built a culture of, you know, you can go support the independent bodies uh, if you want and if you have time, but if you're, if we're signing a petition for you to join this lodge, this will be your active body primary. Uh, and but you will- also
3: offer all the Freemasonry
1: that they. Co- correct. We created blue a culture blue. of yes. esoterica and, and, That's uh, and that kind of philosophical yes. thought in the Blue Watch because frankly when you study when you go off and study the Scotch Rite and the York Rite and everything else the pendants of the of these organizations I want to be very careful with how I say this but they're not historically like necessary for Freemasonry, and by right. that I mean like the history of the first two degrees, and to some extent, the third degree. These other organizations try to make up, like, hey, here's some extra insights about those degrees or evolutions of it, but they're, to some extent, pretty far removed from the history of that early proto-Freemasonry, pre-Grand Lodge uh, uh, organization, and they're making a lot of speculation in and of themselves about what those degrees mean, but when you said aren't necessary uh, to have the amended bodies to, to weigh in on what they are and what their value is. Uh,
2: I think the amended bodies, in, a, in particular, the right offers a lot of value, and I would never dissuade anybody from pursuing that, um, but the reason that you pursue that is to receive further instruction. But We need to go back to the Blue Lodge to be able to provide the instruction. We can't just receive instruction. We have to then pass it on to the so that's why I think it's important for us
1: to continue. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm a member in both and all a lot of attendant organizations. Right, I don't right. dissuade joining well, the tribe, but that, but, it, but it just the appreciation of Blue Lodge having its own esoterica because then instilling that culture at the Blue Lodge gives you healthy roots to then start growing the branches
0: of Freemasonry. Well, we, we've talked about this on the show. So, if your lodge is losing brothers to attendant bodies. It's because they're looking for that life that you promised and you never delivered. Mm-hmm. So if you have a very well-rounded lodge that is already that is already delivering Freemasonry, like you promised them, the product you promised when they sign the petition, they don't necessarily have to go to bodies, and they don't necessarily feel that urge because yep. there's plenty to learn already being offered. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's you know, if you look at other
3: Grand jurisdictions in, in throughout the world, you know, many of them their their degree structure lasts a lot longer than ours. So those brothers are really learning and taking deep dives into each each one of the degrees, whereas ours is a very short version of that. And so, you know, I think taking the symbolism out of out of the lodges, out of the blue lodges, is a way of people who didn't know how to interpret it or discuss it was a way for them to avoid having that discussion yeah. if you take the symbolism out we don't have to talk about it and show that we really don't know what we what we became a part of because we didn't go through that full process that some of the other brothers do and that and I think that that's where a lot of us go to the appendant bodies for to get that
0: longer extended drawn out education that we we're looking for because we don't have You it know, I have a couple of associations for you. So the first thing that came to mind was um, somebody once jokingly told me that the appended by all those extra degrees are there for people who didn't pay attention to the first three. Uh, which kind of cracks me up. I think it's a little snide, but uh, <laughs> but at the same time, like the opinion bodies, I'm a member of York and Scottish Rite, and, and love them both. But yes. uh, but you you did this motion, this sort of horizontal motion. Right. Most of the time, you see the structures so of the degrees, you see the blue lines, and everything grows up. Right. That's not the case. It's the really, the degree is, is the yeah. top degree, and it, and those are horizontal. Or further degrees of instruction on what you should have received there. But also, yeah. you mentioned that. Um, you know, sometimes people don't necessarily uh, understand the, the philosophy or the depth of symbolism that are present in degrees, and that's, you know, every man has their own capacity, so I want to be a bit apologetic there, uh, because some people don't necessarily have the training or capacity to view things in as or desire, frankly, to be viewing everything in, in as much of a philosophical esoteric, uh, symbolic uh, realm-like we do, like we're obviously self-selected into that group that are, that are the esoteric and philosophic nerds. Um, there are people who don't uh, necessarily have the capacity or desire to look at our degrees or our fraternity that way. And that's fine, it's a very big tent. Uh, the problem arises when somebody from, from either side, uh, frankly, says this is the only way to do it. Right. That is this, this is a big fraternity, and there's room for everybody, in it It just, um, you know, if I'm, like when I was, I uh, was already deeply involved in esoteric thought, and I wanted to do some short educational pieces at dinner before we went into lodge, and I was told pretty quickly by a handful of guys, past masters, hey, we don't talk about that stuff. Here. Right, right. When yeah. that's the perfect time to do it. Absolutely Especially at dinner. dinner. Yeah. You
3: know, while everybody's just sitting there eating, you can talk about it and, yeah, and they right. can think about it. And then you go have your meeting and argue about the And peace. you're already
2: thinking symbolically
3: about the beauty and of hopefully the history. peace and harmony comes after that. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, not not
1: mysteries anymore,
0: degrees. Oh, that's
1: right. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point. That's in <laughs> <out laughs> my height when you pointed that out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, I will offer an option to those who are members of Blue Lodges that, that are not able to engage in any type of philosophical discussions is to reach out to members of Lodges in your geographic area and invite like-minded guys to attend a philosophical round at a yes. local restaurant. And, and you know, it's very easy to call the restaurant and have them seal off a room and have a philosophical conversation over dinner or after dinner. Um, that was really what the impetus was in San Antonio for the rebirth of the philosophical and esoteric conversations that are taking place now. Uh, you know, we were all out there; we just didn't know who each other was. Yeah,
1: well, who? Uh, so, so everybody's familiar. Like the the just we just had was around the petition removing the term mysteries and replacing it with degrees. So you're not petitioning for the mysteries of Freemasonry anymore. You're not petitioning for the degrees of Freemasonry uh this somewhat seemingly maybe minor change but ultimately significant in substance in words yeah so Brad that was part of your presentation. Uh who who was in charge of that? How did we get Grand Lodge like print? As far as I
2: am aware, and I may be wrong, um it it was a unilateral decision made Several years ago, by people who had the authority to make that decision, without any consult the
1: Grant West. Do I need to get a, a light in your face? You're talking
2: about an HR executive.
0: <laughs> yeah. He is yeah, not I'm, I'm
2: about an expert here. pressure <laughs> talking without saying.
0: Anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. I, I feel okay. as though I can uh, I can guess the age rank of that committee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I have no idea
2: who ultimately was responsible for it, but I know that it, it was very upsetting to me to try to download a petition for the mysteries of Freemasonry only to find it said a petition for the degrees.
1: Yeah. But real quick, you said something at the age of the committee. Uh, that's another thing I want to call out about this Masonicon. Um, this was a much younger Masonicon suppose, than what I've seen in the first two years of like 2017, 2018. Uh, it, it, you know, those were generally younger as well. But I looked around the room today and I think most of the attendees there might have been younger than me. Or, I don't know. That just might be saying something about my age and how I'm <laughs> well, getting in this organization. Like <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, there were, there were a lot of uh, dark haired men in those chairs. With hair. With uh, hair. Yeah. With <laughs> hair, yeah. yeah. More yeah. hair than me. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We had two grandmasters in
3: there with lighter hair yeah. hair. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's encouraging. It's encouraging. That it's, I, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the solution. We don't need to be trying to replace our older no, brethren. I'm gonna be one of our older brethren one day, uh, but it is encouraging. to see so many young guys active and, and getting involved and obviously reinforcing the point that a lot of us are there talking about, which is this is the stuff that the young guys want. They don't want something that's, uh,
0: you know. I think, it's, I think it's completely on point. This has already been mentioned. It's completely on point with what Brother Dunning said about the Renaissance, and I never, I never put associated that word with what's happening. But I think that is extremely accurate. There is people do yeah. do gloom it a lot, but I appreciate the idea that we're right sizing things rather than. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's becoming a, a realistic size from this massive expansion, and the focus on. Numbers of members, I think, is a, an ill focus. It's, it's not where we. I mean, we need to have financial management, but at the same time, we need to look at what value we're adding to the fraternity, and uh, the young men coming in want to have this understanding of philosophy, esotericism, and what they manage actually is. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's
3: and that's something that
0: we're we're
3: pushing in in officer leadership training as well. Is that you know, it's not just about the fundraising, it's not just about the you know, we're not just a philanth fill-in, philanth fill-in, philanthropic society, is that a word? Philanthropic It is right. now. Yeah. <laughs> we're not just Another word. we're not That's just true. doing we're not just doing, you know, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna name any names. We're not just doing the fundraisers, but we're also doing the education, we're also doing the history, we're doing the the esoteric, which is not floor school, that's not ritual. Esoteric is the deeper sense internal, not the The external, how you move your legs
2: and what you do in The views of the co-host do not necessarily represent the views (laughs) of the Grand (laughs) Lodge.
3: And they do not. not.
2: But the cool thing, though,
3: is that in in these lessons here, we're, we're we're, we're talking to these young guys and we're letting them know, look, you know, for years we've blamed the internet, we've blamed the, the podcasts, and we've blamed everything else for our woes and, and the problems with our lodges, when the reality is is that we're not paying attention to the fact that these young guys are being brought up in technology. They're, they're overwhelmed with information, but that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for that connection. They need that personal relationship yeah. That that rite of passage, that 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 connection and mentorship as and well. Mentorship,
0: that's huge, and yeah. that's
3: yeah, that's that's and that's what we have to offer. That's what Freemasonry is, because,
0: because humans are social animals. Yes. and it doesn't matter how many friends you have on Facebook or, or how many people you're talking to online. Those those little chat boxes can't fulfill or completely fulfill your social need, and you can sit. You can sit there all day long and, and, and be uh, instant messaging people. But, the but <laughs> there's a time when you when when you need to go out and be in front of somebody face to face shaking hands. And and so you can't point at the internet and say the internet is what's killing Freemasonry. If anything, uh, the fact that people have so much screen time should have the opposite effect. Because sure. they should they should be wanting to go out and actively seek human interaction.
1: Well, we saw that through the pandemic right I mean as oh, soon yeah. as as soon as the pandemic opened up there were all of these guys that had just moved to Dallas for instance uh, or our lot that uh, who just moved to Dallas you know the past year or two were fully committed to work hadn't really made a network for themselves here and we saw them come out of the woodwork as soon as things started opening back up and they were like oh, I need to find something to to make a connection and a network of friends and, uh, and associates, and so
0: forth and so forth. That's what I don't understand because I hear so many, so many Masons blaming the pandemic and saying that it that it killed their lodge. I saw the opposite effect in my lodge as well. Like as soon as we could start meeting again, people came out of the woodwork. Yeah, I, I think for
1: I'm speculating here, but I think for the lodges where they're saying like it killed the organization, I uh, will use you know my chapter council as well it definitely set us back years. We had grown a chapter in council that was doing degrees pretty much every month and had a line of guys trying to join. Uh, we didn't do festivals. It was, you know, you come in with two other guys, we gave it all in threes uh, and, and you're getting your degrees. And we did all the degree work for those. That, that year-ish of uh, the pandemic, Completely set us back years to the point where we're still rebuilding that focus and that uh, dedication in those those members to come out to that. That being said, as that is the example, I think you've got blue lodges who didn't have a lot of the you know basis infrastructure there, the web presence, the lead management, the capability to get guys in, identify, mentor them through a longer process rather than you know here's a petition right. kind of thing. Right. And so for those lodges. You probably had fewer membership to pull off of in the first part. And now they don't have all their membership coming around to do some of the pieces they used to do. Again, I'm speculating on this, but I think it's a different uh, well, place no of maturity. it takes right? a while to reestablish that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we're, we are dealing with that. But our, our guys at our lodge, for instance, and I think I'm imagining your lodge as well, too, and anybody who is successful through the pandemic, already had a very thick uh, fellowship. And so, guys were doing stuff. They were looking forward to like get back out and get engaged with the membership as soon as they could. I mean, we were having socials, uh, you know, distancing socials like through uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the shutdown. Yeah,
2: we were well, that's, that's part of, that's part of the issue. I, I think for those lodges that had the technological ability to stay connected mm-hmm. virtually mm-hmm. Um, during the pandemic. Survived quite well and stayed in touch with each other and knew when it was time to come back. Unfortunately, a lot of lodges, particularly in rural areas, didn't have that. Down there. They had an older membership who maybe you still hadn't used email, uh, but as far as trees. Zoom or anything like we that, they have a phone tree. Yes, uh, they they were not able to stay in touch with one another and they fell out of the habit of getting together. Whereas. You know your lodge and my lodge, we stayed connected mm-hmm. and we're aware when
1: the meetings were going to take place.
0: What I would like to do at this point, uh, just to be respectful of everybody's time, because I know some of us have yes. places to be, um, if you just have any final thoughts, real quick, and then we'll wrap up. Oh, sure, thanks. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, my final thoughts are uh, you know, uh, I'll give some plugs. So, uh, text Masonic On. Uh, uh, by Fort Worth One Forty Eight. Um, first of all, uh, the hutzpah of a lodge to just create a, a pod, an early podcast out of nowhere, and then create use this beautiful building to create a, a conference for the state at the lodge level, rather than hoping somebody at Grand Lodge is going to do it for them, is, is impressive. Yes, and the consistently, this has been one of the best events of the year. What when they've had it? Um, and uh, officer leadership training as well is, is fantastic. I, mean, I went through it when, when Brother Kohenke was, was in it. that's how we met. Uh, and I am a very vocal proponent for it. That's a way to find out how to be a good leader for your lodge, how yes. to run a lodge, and not have the lodge run through you by other people, right? Um, if you want to actually take the reins of your lodge, show up for OLT it's yeah. vital.. Um, so these, and having both in the building this weekend, has been fantastic. And I saw some guys in my district here uh, who I was very pleased to see at OLT. So it's been um, it's been a great weekend, and it's always a blessing to see all you guys. Uh, you guys are shining lights in Masonry, and I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what y'all are doing with the podcast and video as well. So, thank you. Awesome.
1: Uh Yeah. Uh, again, it's one of the events every year that I'm looking forward to now. Uh, it has been since uh, that first go around in 2017, um, I, I think there's maybe some room for improvement in terms of format. Uh, the hour-long presentations, I love. Like you get so in depth with each topic, but by the end of the day, it's almost like, man, you know, what what all did I hear? Uh, so, uh, you know, my general premise on effective communication is, especially when you're doing big ideas like these. Uh, like these uh, talks is generally follow the TED Talk format, you know, twenty minute, twenty five minute increments. Uh, oh my maybe, God, maybe one doctor. More. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'll hold my comment on that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, other than that, like, I, and it's kind of like a, a mixed recommendation because I just do value the depth of uh, uh, presentation material that we get from each presenter. Um, but yeah, looking forward to next year, regardless of the, of the format for the thing.
2: You know, I, I guess I would just,
1: in addition to
2: thanking for Worth 148 for, for hosting the Sonicon and inviting us to the speakers. Uh, I just, I want to point out to the listeners out there that those of you who are looking for a more esoteric and philosophical experience in Freemasonry. There are brothers out there that will help you find that experience. And if you don't know them in your area, somebody on this panel, somebody with this podcast, can help get you in touch with people in your area that have similar interests. And I encourage you, I strongly encourage you to reach out and find them. Don't give up. They're there. Uh, just, just keep trying, find them, and uh, have those discussions because there is nothing more meaningful
0: and worthwhile in Masonry than, than what has happened this weekend. Well, I'd like to thank uh, everyone for, for taking time after a very long day to sit down and uh, and, and to be frank. Uh, this, is, this is something that I, I could do with, with you guys for, for several hours, but uh, I, like I said, I want to be respectful of everybody's time. So thank you again. And uh, thank you everybody for watching and uh, see you in the next video. Hold on.
3: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I did not get my elevator speech. So Alright. No, this one, please don't get it. No. Uh, number one, Remember silence. I hope that we get to do this again at Grand Lodge. Let's do this again at Grand Let's have a sit down and talk about what we just went through and, and what we think about the That would be fun. Um, so I'd also get it kicked out. But okay. <laughs> hey, little, I've done a lot of worse <laughs> things yeah. that could have gotten me kicked out and it hadn't so far. So you know, we're, we're close. close. But maybe, maybe next year we'll get kicked out. But I, what I wanted to say though is is kind of piggybacking on, on what all of them said is and
2: you said you taught him all this?
3: You. Hey, you've I heard it. <laughs> You've heard this before on our previous podcast that you know and and we've talked about this together with other people as well that you know you've heard out there in the in the conspiracy world that there's this inner circle and that you know you're just not high enough. you don't know about the conspiracies. You don't know about it all. The inner circles are not in a hierarchy. The inner circles are right here. You know, the inner circles are the groups of brothers that are like-minded, that find each other and solve the problems of the day. That's your inner circles. And there's more of them out there than you realize. And, and the, the question is, do you want to be a part of that, that, that positive growth or do you want to be a part of pancake breakfast? I want to be a part of that positive growth for myself. My brothers, my fraternity, my family, and and this is how you find it. You find these brothers, and you have an inner circle.
0: That's, that's what I wanted to say. And if yes. you can't find it where you're at, travel. And if you got extra pancakes, I'll take them. Yeah. I mean, pancakes do sound good, I'll be honest. But right? <laughs> right we passed out a <laughs> tenderloin to yeah. come do this for you. So
3: Our we pancakes. love you, brothers. Take care. Take care.